The following is offered by Discerning Hearts, a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to spiritual formation through the use of new media. To download this selection, or to browse hundreds of other programs, or to contribute to our mission with a charitable donation which is fully tax-deductible, visit our website at discerninghearts.com. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the crowds, To what shall I compare this generation? It is like children who sit in the marketplaces and call to one another, We played the flute for you, but you did not dance. We sang a dirge, but you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they said, He is possessed by a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they said, Look, he is a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is vindicated by her works. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus is pretty well aware of this generation. As he looks out at it today, he's, you know, he's saying, you don't really give a rap about what I'm saying. And I think we just have to look at our attitude. And and in our, the generation that is, that we belong to, I'm not saying to those who are listening, but here in Matthew, it's so important that we listen. Jesus spoke to the crowds. What description can I find for this generation? It is like children shouting to each other as they sit in the marketplace. We played the pipe for you and you would not dance. We sang a dirge and you would not weep or mourn. For John came neither eating or drinking, and they say, he is possessed. The son of man comes, eating and drinking, and they say, look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. And then this is the truth. How are we going to know in this generation? Who is the true disciple? Yet wisdom has been proven right by her actions. So how are we going to change? That's the, that's the question that Jesus is asking us. If we are living in this generation and we want to be a true disciple, we will be living according to his law of love. And there is only one way to do that. No one from Adam and Eve, and that's why Christmas is here, except Jesus has done this, the only one who has lived that life is Jesus. He's going to become, Jesus is the one that we want to imitate and love. And he's here today and he's looking at each one of us, inviting us to prepare for Christmas. Mary is the herald that is given to us today. What is today? Yesterday, we had her magnificently in our face, the Immaculate Conception, that beautiful feast in which she was conceived without sin. This sinless one, this beautiful, 
human nature's solitary boast, the only human person, Jesus is a divine person, the only human person who is sinless. She is such a gift to all of us. So what about her visitations? Juan Diego, this, this Aztec Indian, 57 years old, no degrees, just a recent convert, and kind of a, a simpleton. And who does she go to begin a whole magnificent movement of conversions? Juan Diego. She tells him, I want you. She doesn't go to the bishop of Mexico City. She goes to Juan Diego. You will be my messenger. You will be the one who's going to bring forward. Starting with, now today is the feast of Saint Juan Diego Kualalato Atsin. That's his name. And this simple man, his whole life becomes so influenced by Our Lady. She tells him what she wants him to do. And he goes up and he cuts these flowers and he puts them in his little tunic that he has. And then she tells him to go and show it to the bishop because he went before, he knocked at the bishop's door and he just kind of threw him out. The, the bishop, you know, who is this guy telling me that Our Lady wants a little place for me to build a church so that she can come and give comfort and consolation to these poor Indians. And, and so many of them were suffering so much, but she wanted to come and visit with them. So he cuts the roses, as she said, he puts them in his telma, and he goes down to the bishop to show him what he thinks is the miracle is the roses, and there he shows her this image of Guadalupe. Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe. Or hear this image that has lasted for over 500 years that now hangs in this huge cathedral. And she's using him as the instrument. At the same time in the world, seven and eight million people, they see the generation of that 16th century as decadent. And they were right. Father Martin Luther sees it as decadent, and he begins a movement in Europe that hemorrhages seven to eight million people outside the church in Germany, in England, in Scotland, in the world. There's the Protestant, what's called Reformation. The church really needed reform, as Martin Luther discovered but it had to be changed and renewed. And it really was from within by the Jesuits, by St. Philip Neri, by those great saints of Avila and John of the Cross. It had the saints in such numbers, but that happened. What was Our Lady's way of dealing with the decadent generation? Juan Diego and seven to eight million people come into the church in Mexico. What a magnificent movement 
that she has as she comes and brings us back in our decadence. When we were lost again in the, the 19th century, and she comes to three little children. She comes to this little girl, Lucia, 10. She comes to Francisco, 8. And she comes to Jacinta, 7. Little children at Fatima. And she tells them they must sacrifice, they must pray, and they must do reparation. They do. They respond to her. The messengers that that she chose there for her peace plan for the whole world, they went out and they gave this message, and we heard the message, but this generation, they, they heard this song, and it was, they didn't dance, nor did they mourn. They just were that, that kind of generation that just didn't listen, and millions and millions, because she said, unless you sacrifice, unless you pray, and unless you do this reparation for souls, millions and millions more are going to die. And we chose that path. The only savior in the world is her son. And she continues to bring us this message. She came to Africa in Cabello. She came and who did she go to? High school girls, little girls in high school. And she gives a message to her children in Rwanda. And she comes long before, 30 years, Hutus and Tutsis. You are not close to me because you're in, in, you're in these different tribes. You are my children. You must love one another. And only my son can bring that love to you. They continue to hate each other. 800,000 to a million were killed in Rwanda. They didn't heed her warning. What is it that we can learn on this feast of St. Juan Diego and this preparation that our Lord is asking us to get into? In the Alleluia verse in, in, in the Mass today, see the King, the Lord of the world will come. He will free us from the yoke of our bondage to sin. That's, that's what we're, we're preparing for. When Mary went to Mexico, what did she look like? What was she when she went to Mexico? She was a little Mexican girl. You look at that image of Guadalupe, Mary comes to the Mexicans as a Mexican. She's short. She has the features of a Mexican woman. She's pregnant. And she wants to teach them about that child, which is the fruit of her womb, Jesus. When Mary came to Fatima, she was white. That's what the children saw in Our Lady of Fatima. When she went to Africa, she was black. 
In fact, it, when I ever go to to uh, any place in Africa, Ethiopia, every place I've ever gone, Mary is black. Jesus is black. What is it that we can learn in our journey toward Christmas this year? I would really like if we could begin to think of and pray about our attitudes. When I was in South America and Peru, so many of the Peruvians really did not like the gringos, and they had such a distaste and anger toward gringos, as they call this. In our country today, there's such divisions. As we prepare for Christmas, what is our attitude? If you're a Mexican, what's your attitude toward Anglos? And have you been made fun of, call names, or feel put down, or if you're an illegal, what is my attitude toward this people that I'm going to be living with? You see, we really are one family. And if you're not Hispanic, what's your attitude toward Mexicans and South Americans? What's your attitude toward Hispanics? And I, I notice in many parishes, they're so separated and, and there's like a division or a wall. And what is going to be our preparation for this Christmas or even our preparation for the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe? And today on this Feast of Juan Diego, I think it's very important for us to think about and pray about our attitudes. I had Our Lady of Cabello on my altar as I offered Mass yesterday. And during the night, I was like I spent the whole night in my dreams, I don't know, but in Africa, in the places I had been to and in places I had never been to, and some people that I knew there. And it was like the whole night, Africa is so beautiful to God. And it's being fought over. The Muslims want to Islamize the Christian nations there. Place like the Sudan, just the violence that's taking place or in, in Nigeria. To pray for Africa and to pray to Our Lady of Cabello that there will be unity and peace, that there will be a healing of the hatreds between tribes and between nations. The love that Jesus wants to bring this Christmas to Africa. Africa needs Jesus. Africa needs Our Lady of Cabello. The new evangelization is going to depend so much on our awareness of that great introduction that is given to the gospel today. Alleluia, alleluia. See, the king, the Lord of the world will come. That's who he is. He is the king of all nations, the king of the whole world, and we belong to him. We are in him 
in Jesus. There is only one truth about this generation that will bring us salvation, that we will awaken to be Christ, to be Christ in ourselves. There is only one Holy One, He in us and we in Him. When He comes into me and I become Him, then I then can love you because He is the one who is the source of all love. This Christmas, He wants to come into me. And when He is in me, then He is going to be seen in you and in us. There is no other way that salvation will come. And this is what Jesus is saying. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the crowds, To what shall I compare this generation? It is like children who sit in the marketplaces and call to one another. We played the flute for you, but you did not dance. We sang a dirge, but you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they said, He is possessed by a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they said, Look, he is a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is vindicated by her works. The Gospel of the Lord. Wisdom has been proven correct by her actions. I can only do that love if I am that love. He, Jesus, the Savior of the world, the King of the world, wants to come into every human heart and prepare his way during this time through Mary. She is the one who is coming and telling us about him. It is interesting, isn't it, Monsignor, that it's we have this, this period right now during Advent that's like a little Marian window. It, I mean, she's, yes, absolutely, she's very present throughout all of Advent, but there's this, this period now that the church, you can't escape her from the Feast of the Immaculate Conception to the celebration of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yes, These yes. days are, you know, it's an interesting stop on the journey, isn't it? Well, I, I see it, too, as a, uh, you know, when you want to intensify the sun, it's it's like a magnifier of to, of seeing here he is, here he comes, and that it's going to be such an intense time for us to to become aware of and to set our hearts on fire with that divine love. Yeah, I think it, I think she said it best. My soul magnifies the Lord. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. It's an opportunity, too, as you said. It, it, even the readings for today, um, where it talks about the dispositions and behaviors of certain people, 
you know, here's Juan Diego. He comes with such humility, and so many of us feel that's what we do when we when when we're in the presence of the Lord or trying to communicate to others. But how often are we that bishop or those those detractors who are cynical of in, that encounter? I mean, how you know, in this Advent journey, and as people are reflecting. And, and taking the 15, 20 minutes that you've asked him to take each day, how would you direct your, your directees? I would, you know, when you were saying Mary being blessed, but she is also blessed in all ages. This generation will call me blessed, and she is the blessed one in this generation. I would direct them to see, well, what, what made... Martin Luther so upset with his time, you know, I think he, to the extent he could, wanted to renew the church. He, 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 he wanted to reform it. But the one who was in that same generation was Philip Neary. You want to change the church, change yourself. Who else was in that generation? Teresa of Avila. Theirs was a magnificent way. You want to change the church? Change yourself. Who else was in that era? John of the Cross. So these people, who Ignatius of Loyola, these magnificent saints. So how, how did they become in that generation a saint? And that same thing when she came to the children. How did Lucia become what she is? She became holy. So that's what Francisco did, and that's what Jacinta did. When I, when I go on exorcisms, all I have to do is show a picture of, of, of Jacinta, and the demons go flying. Holiness is Jesus. You want to be holy. So what I would tell my directees is, there's nothing I can do of my own. It's when... When Mary received the Holy Spirit and she conceived Jesus within her, that's what we do. There's nothing we do. We receive the Holy Spirit who comes into us, and he is the one who transforms us. When I would ask someone like Mother Teresa during retreat, how can I pray for you? She would always say the same thing. Pray I stay out of God's way. God was doing, she recognized the only one who was in her that can do is him. And so listen to again that truth that Jesus is giving us in the gospel today. Wisdom has been proven right by her actions. You can never act. We have no, what am I of myself? Nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. And what did he say to Mary? God, with him, all things are possible. In him and through him and with him. So let him change us. And through him and in him, we can change the world. He, Christmas is coming. And as we learn our true lesson that Jesus is 
the savior of the world. And he wants us to get out of the way of our own egoistic ways. And we're part of this generation. But she was that generation. All generations will call her blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, she says, and also for you. Beautiful. Final thought, Monsignor? I think I would just like to wind up with the universe. The Lord will come. Go out to meet him. God bless. You've been listening to Building the Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this program or to browse hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to support our efforts. But most of all, we pray that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com.